Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Ian. Hey, I'm Weary Writer, and it ha- feels like it's been forever since it, I've been on. It has been a long time. Uh, we've not been recording as often as we would, so we, we don't have much of a cue, but... Well, you know, we got two weeks to produce these. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Also joining us is Evgeny. Hi. Um, You're not in the spiritual many, realm anymore. I am. I am not in the spiritual realm. I have. I have descended down into into the basement that is the physical realm. So, um, what happened to that doorknob? Uh, nothing. Never. Never had one. Okay, but but why not? Just got a door and no doorknob. Why? Don't need it. It's open source, man. It's open source. <laughs> also joining us for the great sass, the jokes that probably make me laugh the most on Shardcast, is David. Hi, I'm Winrunner on the forums. Just hanging out. Glad to be back. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're bringing it back this time. We're going to be talking about Awakening and Biochroma. Wait. But who are you? And I'm Chaos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. So we're going to talk about Awakening this week. And there's a lot of things that we can talk about, uh, about that magic system, as we discovered. I was like, hmm, is there a lot to talk about? Then we did research. It's like, oh, we got, oh, we got plenty to do. But first, let's talk about some news, because we haven't talked about news on this show in a in a long time, actually. Going through, long ago, at least sometime in 2020, Brandon talked about <laughs> that Jorgen and Spencer would get alternating viewpoints in Skyward 3, which I'm very excited about. Um, What's the tentative title for that? We don't... Uh, well, nowhere. the tentative one was Nowhere, but yeah, originally his publisher didn't like it, so I, I doubt it will <laughs> still be called that. We're going to Nowhere! It's going to uh, be a compound word. Yeah. And it has no, to start with no. an S. Star and nev- never stars. Word. Never star. Word. Never star word. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Um, star Wars. There That's was, totally available. There was a l- reading from part of a lift interlude from Mythic of War. Um, we never had a chance to talk about that, um, which we'll, we'll link all these things below, uh, in the description. Then Brandon confirmed that the novella before Rhythm of War would be a Rissen novella and, uh, with, with the rock one being pushed back to the gap between books four and five. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. In theory. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I remember in that Stormlight update, he's like, oh, yeah, I have a week to write the rest of the novel. <laughs> okay, Brandon. Uh, uh, sure. Well, I, think, I think he managed to start that and... <laughs> Sometimes Sorry, this camera's I... just like, yo, I don't want to be in focus. 
<laughs> I don't know. Why. I I'm not I'm not used to being in the in the physical realm, and so I <laughs> yeah yeah of course dis- dissipated a little bit. In in, um, in the spiritual realm, all cameras are focused to their spiritual yeah, ideal. No, I, don't, I, don't, really. I don't have to worry about like being in in focus there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I missed this so much. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even gotten into the content. No, no, no. The content is the worst bit of this episode. Um, what was I talking about? Doesn't matter. Let, uh, let's. Let... Brandon also talked about how even though there's Eshenai Venli flashbacks, Venli's not really the main character of the book, and so there's a different main character of the book. Yeah. And we also got uh, the UK Rhythm of War cover. Uh, Which has Jalan on the cover, according to Ben. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 Oh, oh, I was like, wait, when did Ben McSweeney speak? No, he's like, referring to uh, Jeebus. Uh, no, I'm no. just trolling Jeebus right now. Uh, well, it, it's, it's like the others. Let's, let's show it off here. Uh, so it, it's definitely um, like the other our, UK covers. resident... UK expert in that he lives Jeebus. in the UK <laughs> and he's yes. from the UK makes, makes him an expert uh, says that UK covers in general are more symbolic than they are actually like factually representational of the book and I mean so, I, I looked at the Oathbringer cover and I couldn't tell what the Oathbringer cover was trying to depict so yeah so it was so, Jasna with a sword <laughs> Well, in theory, it was. In theory, great. Well, anyway, with that in mind, I don't think it's very fruitful for us to go into it. Uh, Some people really like the UK covers. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan, but it's probably just a stylistic preference in that we're Americans. (laughs) And it's a different market. So to be fair, I also don't like a lot of the US one. Like, yeah, I don't like Michael Willen is a fantastic painter. I just his paintings don't work for me as covers. So I like the pretty storms. They're really the cool. Storms are high quality. Yeah. yeah. High storm glad, quality, you could say. Hey. I'm glad <laughs> Michael Whalen is the cover artist because Brandon loves Michael Whalen. Yes. Eh. Yeah. I wish there'd Not been more than a brick wall on Oathbringer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm with you there. <laughs> Lastly, we have details on the Way of Kings Kickstarter, which will likely be July, but might be delayed depending on how the economy goes. So lots of people are like, hey, this isn't the time to release something for 200 plus dollars for various tiers. Maybe we shouldn't do this this year. So it could be delayed. They weren't totally sure. Yeah. Um. But basically, Way of Kings Prime is going to be coming out. Uh, that'll be it'll be posted on his website, yeah. uh, and you'll get an ebook for every tier, even if you don't buy the expensive two hundred dollar edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me let me do a very quick recap on the tiers. Uh, Way Great. of Kings Prime available as an ebook on the website to everyone, not just Kickstarter supporters. That will might even go out before the Kickstarter. Uh, tier one digital goodies, wallpapers. Um, ebook of the novella, the wonder sale. What's probably going to be if uh, it happens? Tier, it, if it happens, yes. Uh, tier two is going to be the physical version of that, so physical goodies and a physical copy of the novella. Tier three is going to be the actual leather bound, uh, which obviously is a is a physical thing. 
uh, plus all the all the goodies, physical and digital. Like two hundred dollars no, plus for that that tier. Yep, yep. No physical copy of the novella in tier three currently. So if you want that, you're gonna need to add it as an add-on. And then tier four is gonna be kind of the collectors. I want everything possibly in the known universe, plus maybe more. We'll see. And you get to pick with the before the tier four. You get to pick a radiant order and get some goodies there right right so all the i think my understanding is everyone in the kickstarter picks an order and oh so we'll get an official radiant sorting hat survey quiz thing online before this so if you don't know which order you are or which one fits you the best uh you can take that and you can get sorted into (sighs) one of them and then when we the should Kickstarter do an episode on that and do that for all of us. We should do it Absolutely. live. Ooh, sure. all right. yeah, 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 yeah. We can do that. Yeah. Um, but you can take the quiz, you can figure out which order you are, and then when the Kickstarter launches... Um, launches? <laughs> launches. <laughs> I was following. That's a nice mouthfeel. That's good, that's good. Launches? <laughs> Dukas? You get to pick an order. <laughs> and all of your well not all, but like a lot of the a lot of the perks, a lot of the stretch goals will be themed around the order you pick. Uh and so uh tier four is just gonna have all of them. You can add on additional orders. And uh, and if- yeah, a bunch of different add-ons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but we have we have a link in the Yep. On our wonderful news post. Uh I'm just hoping that the physical edition of the novella matches the like physical edition of Edge Dancer I have. Yeah, that is going to be interesting. Standard. <laughs> it's yeah. never going to happen. I'm sorry. No, because <laughs> that one was edition. published by Tor. So yeah, so it's not going to be. Well, it's like you could like they could. It just wouldn't have the Tor emblem on it, but they could match the physical dimensions and theming of the book yeah that, yeah that's yeah they weren't really sure how that physical edition would go just that there would be one and they're in talks mm-hmm. i think yeah. so not quite it's sure. hard to like it's hard to plan that when it doesn't exist yet <laughs> so there's there's an idea look brandon sold <laughs> ideas that's fine cool well that's cool uh and then one last uh piece of news uh long ago we had a on a hemallergy episode i think last year jess was just talking to me about how she just hates how yasna soul casted shallan's blood in way of kings and so jess did a wonderful biological look at all the different things of blood and how one universal donor doesn't really work so uh you can go check that out below it's neat blood for the blood god (laughs) let's talk about awakening so what do you need for awakening that's the magic system from warbreaker biochromatic breath yeah but you need more than just breath what else do you need to be awake Okay, yes. Thank you for that cutting analysis. You need color. You need a command and you need color. So you say a command and you have to say it in your native language. So I feel like that's some identity stuff going on there. Or like connection stuff. 
Uh, it is indeed. If we check the wobs, that will come later. Oh, okay, great, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I figured. But then the weird part is that it drains color, and yeah, it, yes, because color, as we've learned from Roshar and Roshar and Gems, color is important because reasons. Yeah. So obviously, we're going to talk about color a lot in this episode. The place where it is weird on Roshar is with how... So obviously some gems in Roshar have, like, are different functionally when it comes to magic. Using a ruby Mm -hmm. will not accomplish the same thing as as using a sapphire in many cases. The, The pickle is, rubies and sapphires are the same crystal. Yeah, they're both corn. Yeah. They just have different imperfections and that leads to like different colors. Yeah. And so it's obviously not the actual gem that is important. It is the perception of the people that built like the perception that's built around those gems that people like I have. I don't know perception might play into it, but I don't think it's solely perception. Right. There was a wob that was like indicating that perception was a part of it, I think. Yeah, uh, I think we I imagine it. it would be. Um, it's like part of like um, mortal perception that these things are different things. Yeah, but it's Cosmere is complicated. <laughs> yeah, and but- the the weird thing with awakening is that we have a word of Brandon that said the color draining is actually like changing the object's spiritual aspect, so that yeah. it doesn't have that color, and then you can't drain it yeah. again from it. Uh, yeah. which has which is pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, so so my understanding there is that it's not like pigments being destroyed or whatever. It's the effect of awakening is not so much draining of color as it is spiritual change that manifests in the physical realm as a color change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems useful. I would say that. Yeah. Mhm. Uh which is which is interesting in the context of like Nightblood and Vivenna's Blade from oh spoilers for everything by the way, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Warbreaker. We're ta- we're, we, yeah. we talk about some things. Um, yeah, or just shard blades in general, honestly, because they gray the limbs as well. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, yeah, yeah, or lifeless. Yeah, so th- there are like the spiritual effects that do uh, affect those. Yeah, because Vivenna's Blade uh, does act a little different from regular shard blades and how it, it slices it, things. It turns people gray. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it burns their eyes, actually. No, I don't like, think it burns their no. eyes. So it's, it's almost like it is, it is draining their color in the same way that, like, creating a lifeless yeah. drains the body's color. It, it feels similar in that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does kind of seem similar. Yeah. Because lifeless are gray. Uh, normal awakeners drain things to gray. But uh, yeah. Susabron drains them to white yeah i yeah. think that's an efficiency thing i think mm-hmm. that's an efficiency thing as well which is interesting yeah. when you think about it in the context of blades uh yeah I think. yeah we'll i guess probably like, revisit all of that later as we talk about the actual mechanics yeah. of, of this because this was supposed <laughs> to be the quick overview section the quick yeah. overview yeah. Like, well, well what if we talk about the spiritual <laughs> yeah. mumbo jumbo this is shard cast <laughs> That was a close one. Look, but the thing is, is that with 
Awakening being one of our oldest magic systems, we haven't really, like, really talked about how it works in the context of our newer framework of all these spiritual uh, properties and stuff. Because we know a lot more than we did in 2009. So much more. It's a little bit. A little bit, right? So, it is interesting to think about that. Although, fun fact, the word invested comes from Warbreaker. It's true. Because mm-hmm. you invest like a cloth with breath. And so that's the the first note thing of investiture, really. And that kind of ties into the fact that Vasher is one of the earliest, like, really Cosmere aware characters yeah. you get, other than Hoyd. Yep. Who doesn't yep. really count because he never talks about anything. Well, he does talk about it just very cryptically. <laughs> yeah not very helpfully for scholars uh but we were talking about the basics of awakening and so we covered color which is needed as fuel for whatever it is that that you're doing uh we covered command which is the well the 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 action that you want the awakened thing to perform it's the capital i intention Mm mm-hmm yeah like it's like real really it has to be right yeah because like a huge part of the command is also like almost the bigger part of the command is not the verbal part but the the mental thought of what is happening yeah. the visualization yeah, yeah the the word yeah, it, is it, just like helps that visualization i think yeah it, it's it's the thing that focuses the magic into a specific effect yep the focus huh Yes, well, that, that's what Brandon told me, that commands were the focus. But then later he's like, well, focuses are really more of like a, you a know, a human construct of. of well, no, that like focus isn't necessarily like a real term. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, like crutch for us. And yeah, for, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. People talking about things, not. Yeah. Uh, so so command, color and breath. breath. The investiture source. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I guess I guess I see why you were looking in different directions. The end when I said fuel for the color. Yeah, uh, that's the weird thing, breath, right? Because the because breath, breath is also is the kind of fuel, right? Yes, and I I think I want to say there's a word of Brandon about saying that like the color drain isn't actually fueling. No, it's not. So yeah, it's just like an effect. Yeah. 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 yeah 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 it's yeah. a little one different them, one it of is them's different. the gas one of them is the oil yeah it's like a necessary component but it's not the the fuel more of a catalyst almost maybe maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah I, it's tough to like give it like a to like name its role because we don't really understand why or how you know mm-hmm. so it's tough to be like how yeah. does it fit in well it's mean, spiritual mumble jumbo it might not necessarily match up cleanly to something we have on Earth. It's because so Warbreaker wanted to be a colorful world, and so Brandon made color matter. But uh, yeah, in the actual magic system, like I, I don't know why. Like it has it's to because be like Mistborn it. is so dull and dreary. Pretty much, yeah. though. Pretty I mean, much. That's the that real reason, asked Brandon yes. for a world with more color. Yeah. Oh, that, that's why I typically like when people ask for Cosmere works. It's like. If you're not into fantasy, start with Warbreaker. Great choice. It's colorful. It's fun. Um, it is. The beginning is a little dull, I think, ironically. But also... Yeah, that's because you're an Idris. 
Yeah, it's 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 an Idris, so that that makes sense. Yeah. Also, um, I have a colleague, and her name is Idris, and that throws me off. Huh. Yeah, that's, and then we also have Idris Elba, who you know oh, yeah. is, is from yeah. the the country, as as we all know. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's not quiet. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe he can tell us about the many war in the royal house. <laughs> okay, so breath is quite interesting because breath is one of our first examples that Brandon said of innate investiture. Yeah. And innate investiture doesn't necessarily have a great definition currently, but we know breath is innate investiture and not kinetic. Uh, it It's a subject of a bit of debate whether if you store things in a metal mind, if that's innate investiture or kinetic. So let's just gloss over that for a second. Well... I, I also don't necessarily think the distinction is kinetic Binary. versus innate. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, th- there's um, there's actually just conflicting wobs about that, where Brandon yeah. does say that metal mines are native investor. I'm like, no, why? Yeah, I, I would think that those are different. In, in my head, innate investiture is innate to, like, investiture that people or, or creatures or things come into existence yeah. with. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like, well, I was going to say like natural investiture, but that has other implications because natural mm-hmm. makes me think of like high storms. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but like, yeah, um, like people, but, yeah, but part but like of people, preservation that's in them that makes mm-hmm. them sentient, right? Like that would yeah. be innate investiture. It's just, it, the, yes. Unless you get to give it away. Yeah. Uh, theoretically, there should be a static investiture counterpart to kinetic. Yes. Yeah. And and that's how I think of like storing stuff in a storing investiture in the metal mind. I think of that mm-hmm. as static investiture. Yeah, he's just never used that word, so you know. Yeah. <sighs> Until it's in the books, it's not like <laughs> canonical, right? Yeah. Yeah. So breath I've always pictured as kind of like you know those lizards that can detach their tails? <laughs> sure. It's okay. that, but with your soul. And you can't grow a new tail. And you can't grow a new tail. And the shards of dragon, right, Ian? I mean, yes. (laughs) That's why. I don't think that was part of endowment inspiration. It could. It could have been. You you don't know. Um, the the distinction I want to make here is that breath is not all of the Nalthians' innate investiture. No, it can't be. So giving giving away your breath means you still have some innate investiture like because i i think if you were completely devoid of innate investiture you'd be that dead, dead or yeah. or or nearly so or yeah. you'd wish you were yeah sure. or like non-existent you know like i don't even know what that yeah. would mean so so i i guess breath is similar to what ian was was comparing it to it's it's a piece of the people's soul that they can trade and give away and so it's like when those tails get detached, there is still a nubbin. Like it, it's not just <laughs> so. There's like a teeny sure. tiny bit, so it sure. still works. It's the perfect analogy. It <laughs> is it's brilliant, brilliant. I, I like the part where you're super pixelated too. For all this, it's great. But your audio's yeah. fine, and that's all I care about. So we change the region. It's just how Discord's going to be today. Everyone's our, using the internet. Our, now. Yeah, there's a few our, people on the internet lately. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Our internet got quarantined, so it has yeah. to stay home. It can't travel over the wires. Yeah, you were quarantined in the basement, right? It, yeah, it, it is true. Yeah. So, yeah, when you give away your... You start with a breath, and you give away your breath with a command, you become a drab, which doesn't mean you're dead, but you do are you are more susceptible to sickness. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, ye- yeah. It seems like your life is just generally kind of like like Less. in the annotations that you that you're more prone to depression like people just like you d- you kind of lose the little bit of of like semi magical life sense that people have like you don't notice when people yeah look right at you, you don't you lose that yep because they yeah. have life sense and you're, you become yep. less vibrant yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which I feel um, like we don't draft. talk about you know like there's like a little ethical component of okay all the people had to lose their breath too. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's part why Vasher went to Roshar for an easier fuel to keep himself alive, right? Mm-hmm. That isn't morally icky. Yeah. Uh, so the, the whole thing with um, kind of losing a little bit of your life and like becoming less vibrant and, some, and, and especially more susceptible to disease makes me think of that. I feel like it's a wob where we know that people on Roshar are generally healthier because of like the extra investiture yeah mm-hmm. that is around and so um strong parallel between more investiture means more life more health more good stuff yeah. mm-hmm. uh where on on kind of the extreme end you end up with uh like high powered awakeners and returned being just completely immune to disease yeah mm-hmm. and, and then on the low end uh on uh, yeah uh, on the low end um you have drabs who are I, I don't even know if that's the low end. Maybe there's a way to like further drain the innate investiture yeah, from hemology, man. Just... Easy. Well, <laughs> this does remind me that like health is a fair chemical attribute. Like it can be yeah. converted into investiture. Right? Yeah. yeah. More or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. the the breath is, uh, Brandon has said, like a magical booster. So the body mm-hmm. doesn't need to use its immune system as much. Yeah. Oh, and it is worth noting that like all breaths are not created equal. So that people is true. who are younger or healthier will display like a slightly like a slightly stronger breath to them, and those that are like elderly or more sickly will have a noticeably weaker breath. The so, Arcanum does talk about strength of breath, and we don't yeah, really know the details. There's a slight there. variance. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we we usually think of it as a discrete unit, but it's not. There is variance. Yeah. It's like. In terms of like measurability, like it's a good shorthand, but it's not quite a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's probably why the heightenings are approximate because mm-hmm. the breaths would have different strengths and stuff. So maybe we should just yeah. talk about the heightenings real quick because we're talking about mm-hmm. breaths and stuff, mm-hmm. and then we'll Makes talk sense. about awakening details. So, uh, you know, let, let's let's just show this chart on Wob mode. Yeah. That sounds sensible. So. Um, Heightenings, mm-hmm. if you don't remember and you haven't read Warbreaker in a while, are l- like discrete levels where the number of breaths you possess gives you special abilities, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they technically discrete? No, because it, it's discrete-ish. Like, yeah, it's like it's a sliding scale where it's like, um, because there there's a variety of abilities that are given, like perfect pitch perfect color and so there are points where it's like at this point like that ability is maxed out 
and mm-hmm. that that's kind of where the dividing points are but it's yeah they they use yes. that example Lucy. with color recognition Lucy. the more breaths you have you'll get better at it and then yeah the point. third heightening then you have them yeah, yeah so. i think vasher is pretty explicit that like every single breath adds something like yes. it will like every little something gets improved every time you get a new breath yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. in a way it brings you closer to endowment closer to divinity yeah, mm-hmm. more yeah just more shard power you know yeah uh so first tightening we got rr recognition was That's that the one like detecting like the aura of color, awakeners of color change from holding breath yeah mm-hmm. So you can like estimate how many someone else has is basically what it is good right, for. Right, because yep. the more breath you have, that changes the colors around you, and mm-hmm. that's yep. how the court You've of gods is you. like, "Hey, you're an awakener; you can come in or not." You know, yeah, which is really cool. Galvor Breaker is so cool. It is. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> I like talking about this. Is like, wow, what a cool world. It's good. Then second heightening, we got perfect pitch. Which uh, a side note, we know Hoyd at least has, right? Because mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. does talk about that. Third heightening, we got uh, perfect color recognition. Fourth heightening, perfect life sense. So I guess that's the sense of just other breath around period. Uh, other investiture. Yeah. Yeah, because I guess. Vasher, Vasher appears to be able to detect sill. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that must, like a, yeah, that totally must be. It's like a bronze type thing where you can just sense stuff. Yep. Mm, yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's actually it's really probably less powerful than bronze. It's probably more like localized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can't really flare breath. You know, no. like it's kind of like just like an active effect. Are you saying the breath could flicker? <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, then fifth heightening, we get agelessness. Uh, so they're immune to disease and aging. And this is also the heightening that all returned automatically return at yeah they get Mm. a divine breath and that's a single breath that just launches them into the fifth heightening Mm -hmm. then sixth heightening instinctive awakening which i believe just makes it much easier like lower barrier to like the the mental intention Mm. command thing yeah it's easier to find new commands it's easier to use basic commands and find more advanced commands Mm-hmm. because uh, it is instinctual right you know what command to use because you will use the commands <laughs> no it i i think it's more just that you're you're the more investiture you have the the closer yeah, I, to endowment you are but you, you know you never know <laughs> then we have seventh heightening vested breath recognition oh in Noticing the aura of objects mm. and can tell if something is invested with breath, mm. which is mm. really interesting, actually. It's kind of yeah. like the the first, but for objects. But for objects and not people, which is very yeah. interesting that that is different. Yeah. I wonder and if it's you can also see metal super mines. high. Yeah. I, I bet you can. Yeah. Yeah. That's like 5,000 breaths, approximately. So that's seven wow. lightning. So it's a mm. lot yeah then we get to the op stuff yes yeah like i almost wonder if that's like you're less noticing like a physical like color aura and more you're like tapping into like either the cognitive or spiritual realm at that point yeah maybe yeah because like if there was a color change you wouldn't 
be noticing that much earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the Ars Arcanum does say reaching above the sixth hyphening is very rare, so the details are, are very unclear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we need a Suzebron POV in book two. Ooh, <laughs> that'd be sweet, though. Please. please. Then, eighth hyphening, command breaking, so that's OP. Uh, mm-hmm. You can instinctively override commands in other objects including lifeless great yeah which like you can do that at lower levels it's just you're at that level you can just brute force your way through it yep yeah then ninth heightening is greater awakening where you get to awaken stone and steel Mm-hmm. And so and we this ass- is not like yeah. In, it will not inherently create like a night blood esque object. Like this is just a classical awakening type thing. You can put mm-hmm. breath into into steel and metal before that, but you can't awaken it to do anything up until that yeah. point. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about these later when we when we discuss the the laws of awakening. But essentially, the the further away something is from being alive or having been alive, the more difficult it is to awaken. Mm-hmm. Yep. And things like stone in the metal are very, very disconnected from being like, it's much easier to awaken, say, something made of wood than it is stone and metal. Which makes sense because yeah. breath's life, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so I believe there is a wob about like, if like you were to soul cast a person into stone, that mm-hmm. stone would be easier to yes. awaken. Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which makes. A lot of sense, both on mm-hmm. instinctive level and also on like realmatic yes. level, because in the spiritual realm, you're not changing the entire history of of this object or mm-hmm. this person yeah. or the stone. It's now it is stone, but like the rest of the spirit web has been uh, and continues to be. Yeah, yeah, yep. Oh, and then ninth heightening, uh, you can just command things that you're not physically touching oh that's a good point you have to be physically touching to command uh, unless mm-hmm. you're at the ninth heightening but you can just command things with the sound of your voice you don't need yeah. to touch it which allows for that extremely epic uh climax of of warbreaker where suza brown walks down the hallway and just oh, object around him awaken and like roll in in like an army yeah around him God, these high level heightenings are so overpowered <laughs> it's great yeah. they're really good uh which i guess this means shashara needs to be ninth heightening to awaken nightblood even though there was yes. more going on there so mm-hmm. uh then 10th heightening has all the op stuff uh color distortion perfect invocation drains things to white rather than gray uh and you can do mental commands and not speak them aloud uh, which is how the god kings could pass their breaths after their tongues were removed, but it apparently takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that the vocal component of this is of awakening is so powerful. Yeah. Um, you have to speak the command. You have to speak the command in your native tongue. Um, yeah, because it was like the like the tones and the... Oh, what do they the call it? Iridescent tones? Well, no, but the tones yeah, and the, the hues. The tones and the hues, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The commands in Awakening have always made me think of um, the oaths that Radiance have to speak, and and obviously it's not a command when the Radiance speaks an oath, but like advancing a level is 
you have to say it. It it it, it appears to require vocalization, like still. No, uh, Lyft does not speak her ideal when she when she fights Nail. He says oh, she, she thinks an ideal, it. and she says, "I said it in my heart," and she gets her blade. Oh, that's true. That's that's a good point. Yeah, I also think Lyft's weird. Is cheating. <laughs> Lyft does do get to yeah. cheat. That is certainly yeah. true. But like as um, we see here, you technically don't need to speak aloud for. Um, yeah, awakening either. It's just very difficult. So like, Lyft might be like, it's not technically required absolutely for you to speak it but there's other like required things going on that, like yeah. speaking it is just easier especially because yeah. Syl is like you need to say the words right yeah like yeah. not just think the words you need to say the words but like and yeah. lift is partially in the cognitive realm so maybe yeah, she that's, can that's, cognitively that's yeah. well you know what i mean like she does have yeah there's she's, an argument to be made and and also the difficulty parallel doesn't necessarily translate between the two systems. Like the fact that in awakening, mental mental commands are more difficult than verbal ones doesn't necessarily mean that the same sure. applies to oaths mm-hmm. and surge binding. Like sure. maybe they're just different in, mm-hmm. in surge binding. Yeah. Or maybe the, the difficulty gap is not as large. Mm-hmm. I do have a parallel. How many of you have read The Inheritance Cycle by Christopher Paolini? Uh, I did a long time ago. I never read the fourth one, though. Yeah. The fourth one is like... eh, I read the third one right before Mistborn 3 came out, and I was like, wow, Mistborn 3 is so much better. Wow, holy crap. (laughs) Well, you only have to have read the second one for what I read. (laughs) But, like, there is, like, in that series, like, magic requires, like, to speak the ancient language, blah, 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 blah. Right, right, right. But in the second book, like... Aragon like learns about like mental magic that like doesn't require speaking. Yeah. And it's said like it's so much more difficult and more dangerous because like a slight mental di- distraction can drastically change the effect that is produced. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But if with breath, it's not that a slight dis- mental distraction doesn't change what you do it it just makes it fail it's like an aeon without the chasm line it just like it's not quite right so it just fails hmm. i mean your your command is is wrong right your or not command but like your mental command is wrong yeah. and that just doesn't produce an effect mm-hmm. yeah and that's why like at lower levels like speaking is required because that kind of like forces your brain into the right sh- thought shape yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. And like I, that makes sense that mental commands would be very hard because, especially if you weren't a trained awakener, like training the mm-hmm. god kings to actually transfer that would mm-hmm. probably be a pain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially when they've never spoken, you know, like you gotta yeah. get any of that across. Like that's gotta be a little tricky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially because the sound does seem to be important uh, with like that tones yeah. and hues. <laughs> some so, deep stuff there because there is such a big deal about being at higher levels being able to evoke it awaken within the sound of your voice does mm-hmm. mental awakening require you to touch it touch the object i feel like no purely because he was you know what i mean like you just that doesn't feel like there'd be that restriction, you know, like, oh, you still have to touch it if you're doing the mental command. Like, it seems like non-touching just opens that up, you know? It it could be a difficulty thing that it just, like, mm-hmm. uses less breath if you 
like touch it or something. Yeah. Because um, like theoretically, it's like your sound is touching that object, so it's like you don't have to touch that object. But like with the mental <laughs> command, the, the sound waves are not traveling in the spiritual realm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's maybe talk about the laws. Uh so mm, sure. We have the law of biochromatic parallelism. So the closer a host is to living shape and form, easier it is to awaken. So that's because biochroma is power of life, so it seeks patterns of life. So awakening a straw man, Mm -hmm. much easier than awakening a stick. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Is, it, is this also like the human shape thing? Like you can like cut a like a cloak into a human form. Yep. Like yes, which mm-hmm. is interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So this actually reminds me of uh, forging from the Emperor's Soul. Yeah. Where something that is more plausible is easier to forge. Yeah, I so can see that. Like things that are closer to what you already you want to do are easier in the yep. Cosmere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the cool thing about this is like really like the whole efficiency thing where mm-hmm. it's something that Brandon says he wants to play around in Nightblood with a Nightblood, but more or less, if you can, you can use a bunch of tricks to make awakening much more efficient by like adding some of your own blood to a figure or hair and things like that, that will bring it closer and closer to that ideal. That uses less breath. Which mm-hmm. is such an interesting way to bring voodoo into the whole thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got some cool. He was one of his inspirations, I think. Yeah, because you're creating a uh, uh, sim. I can't say simulacra. I know simulacra. Simulacra. Mm-hmm. Okay. simulacra is what you're creating. Yeah, yeah. There's cool like parallels with blood sealing too. Like there's a lot of that same like using pieces of people, at least in the lore of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then and speaking of efficiency, the law of comparability the amount of breath required to awaken something isn't indicative of its power once awakened so a mm-hmm. piece of cloth that's cut into a square and a cloth that's cut into a shape of a person will take different amounts of breath but do basically the same thing mm-hmm. which which is really interesting uh because i'm kind of reminded of creating lifeless like lifeless used to take like a hundred mm-hmm. breath but then mm-hmm. uh, steel came up with the... I think it's probably steel. I don't know if that's 100%. Uh, came up with the single breath command. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do yeah. basically the same thing. Although there are some functional differences with lifeless in particular. Mm-hmm. But lifeless are kind of weird. Yeah. But mm-hmm. essentially, your command is being executed in a similar way. But it's more efficient if it's shaped as a you know, a human-shaped thing, and you say the right commands and things. And obviously, the the ultimate human shape is a human human. body. Mm -hmm. Probably an efficiency thing. Because why did I get... Why do I have the impression that if you don't visualize it quite right, it would take more breaths? No, that's not true. That's not true at all. It it just probably wouldn't work. It just wouldn't do the thing you wanted it to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it doesn't do anything. Like, Mm -hmm. Vivena was was trying to awaken a, a rope at one point and mm. like, her breath mm-hmm, was just mm-hmm. not going in there. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. And there's also like, I think there's a wob that I, I threw in, but it is more or less like your, it's, your awakening has to do with what species you are. So in theory, like a singer would have to have, th- would have things that are more singer-like. There's like a whole canid thing in there where 
if you were like a canine species, would you have? Would it be more canine? In oh, its that form? you'd have to have it sh- shaped as a canine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah you don't want to cut a cloak just... into a human shape. You would want to yeah. cut it into something resembling you. Mm. Yeah. It, it's the closer it is to the person doing the awakening. Ooh, mm-hmm. That is interesting. Because I think with um, Vasher's cloak has like um, like tears, like where he has scars. Hmm. I think. I think that is true. I think that actually is true. I don't remember 100%, but... I don't remember that at all. I don't remember it either. I did read this last year, but... uh, Mm -hmm. But I can can totally buy that it's a a connection thing, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need like a connection. Yeah, that you... That when the object looks more like you, that you have more Mm -hmm. of a connection with it, and that makes it easier to have the breath flow to it or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I always have kind of wondered if what you're kind of doing is almost copying like a little portion of your cognitive aspect in the breath. And that is kind of serving as the brain of what's happening. Like in the same way that like a spren has like the whole well, cognitive I, component of Fabriel. Well, I always thought of it almost like a mini shard intent, right? Like that's kind of what Nightblood is. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I mean... That that's that's what I always thought it was like. Like shards kind of have their own command in a very loose sense, right? Mm, uh, yeah. And so I I always felt that like Nightblood's destroy evil command was kind of like that, mm-hmm. um, in some sense. Yes, it's it's a lower level, but you know, Nightblood's yeah. special compared with other awakened objects. But yeah, I am on board with this. But I think the way I've been thinking about it is as a as as a cognitive framework, um, mm-hmm. which oddly makes me think of like Dalinar's visions, uh, <laughs> which are right. a similar thing. But yeah, like yeah, yeah. when you when you awaken thing, the mental command, the thing that you are imagining your awakening subject is going to do, is kind of like like you're forming this cognitive framework, and then you are imposing that framework onto the subject and then that becomes the subject's entire soul really yeah it's like it's meant it's new cognitive aspect because it wasn't thinking as much before yeah yeah Yeah. which which is why you can have commands like um i I don't remember the exact command but like well not not even fetch keys like be as my fingers Mm -hmm. and grip that watch that i must that which i must yeah Yeah. which which is like a completely nonsensical thing unless the thing you are awakening essentially has your thoughts or knows yeah, your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, it, it is kind of like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you're granting that. I, I, I guess my issue with that is that like, it's just like such a monumental like difference of scale that like a shard's intent is a fundamental part of that. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This like the in, the command is interchangeable. Like you can reuse that investiture ad infinitum. Yeah, yeah. No, I. It's I, not fundamental. Fundamentally, a part of that thing in the same can, way that a shards intent. I, 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 I totally agree with that. It is definitely a much lower scale thing. Mm-hmm. Totally, but you can make it that way, though. Which is what they do with Nightblood. You can give a command to something so strongly that it will not be able to change without destroying it. Which I consider to be yeah, much closer true. to a shard level command than yeah than just some sort of ephemeral awakening. 
Yeah, I would mm-hmm. agree with that. I, I, I can see why you're hemming and hawing, though. I, I, I understand mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I realize that's using the lowercase i intent in a much broader sense. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is like that. Going back to the law of comparability on why, just because it takes more breath to invent to awaken something doesn't necessarily make it more powerful. Um, Vasher has, during his talk with Vivenna, like compares it, like most people think about like, oh, you're just pouring like investiture into a cup, but that's wrong. It's you're breaking down a door. Yeah. Once the door is open, how much effort you want, whether it's break it down with a sledgehammer or you have a key. Once the door is open, the door is open. Yeah. So it's like right. once you have that, connection forged to endowment to power this thing awakened object to run around and do stuff it just works it just works oh sorry yeastiel uh, developed ichor alcohol he was he a did. lifeless expert but it's uh it seemed like shashara made the command that could create a lifeless with a single breath just wanted well, to correct that cool things mm-hmm. Credit to the them. woman. Who knows what that did? We don't, don't know what he don't did. Don't want to like pull. A... He was a swordsman. Oh, boy. No, our he steel was, was that. He was really the Chad of the five scholars. So why don't we talk about uh, Basher's biochromatic entities? Uh, so the first one is spontaneous sapiens in a corpse, or I Deceased don't remember host. what the last part of that. I remember Deceased spontaneous. Host. In a deceased host, which are the returned, which is yep. a dead body that is a person <laughs> and not just a walking corpse. Yeah. But yeah, Vasher okay. always uses sentient when he should really be saying sapient, but you know, whatever. <laughs> eh, early, early Brandon. Yeah. They're, they're difficult words to get right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so those are type ones. Type twos are mindless manifestations in a deceased host. So still a human body, or at least we only think it's a human body, but now they're dumb. And so uh, that's the lifeless. Yeah, they can yeah. be in non-human bodies because remember they make the squirrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Lifeless squirrel. Yeah. And I like the alliteration with these. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also the lifeless are smarter than Vasher thinks. Mm-hmm. That's just most people think. Than most people think that he, Brandon was saying it's not a good idea to keep all the lifeless in a dark cave. That's not a good idea. Mm-hmm. That the Halen yeah. trend do. Yeah, does anyone want to do like a lifeless POV? Maybe like at yeah, some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah if with uh, R Steel. Oh, the the lifeless. Okay. Yeah. So you said that, and in my brain, I I, I heard that as the returned are smarter than yeah, most people no. think, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> They're downplaying a and, lot. And then who keeps the returned in a dark cave? Like what? <laughs> no. Not those. No, the lifeless. That, that, there's a lot we can talk about with the lifeless. They have like a command phrase. So like once you create a lifeless, you don't need to put more breath into it, but you do need to keep them whole or else the breath will leak out of them and they'll die. So like you want to stitch them up. Well, right. The, the breath will leave 
right? And then yeah. they will no longer be animated, yeah. right? Because it's it's the breath I, that animates them. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it leaves. I just think it becomes less functional, and you need to put more breath in, like as it moves further. Because yeah. like breath is sticky. Breath doesn't accidentally like true, leak true, true. out of something. Yeah. It just yeah, becomes it's, it's the icker alcohol effective. that is leaking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yeah, guess the otherwise way, they'll need a new breath. Yeah. But I mean, icker alcohol isn't I, mandatory. No, it just makes mandatory. it last longer and keep in human shape longer. Yeah. So it reduces how often you need a new breath because people are sure. rotting. Sure, I don't sure, know if sure. they rot like just generally or not, but oh, if you don't put that question. in, I imagine the I imagine the breath sustains the body in this yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 or at least like largely, you know, like you probably yeah. get some gr- like gross stuff growing on them. I guess. Sure. But. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Type three has no cool alliterative phrase. Thanks, Fasher. Uh, but type three is just the like what everyone thinks of when they think of awakening, which is you awaken cloth or you awaken straw and you give it like a task or like a, usually a pretty simple command, but they can end up being as complex as things like go find this object for me. Find but, tunnels was one yeah. that was like, oh, right. Venice, oh, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And actually, interesting thing that I learned from a wob, these like when you give something like the little straw figure that can go find keys, they don't have eyes clearly, but they still can perceive things and they perceive the world similarly to the inquisitors yeah i I was reading that in our in our doc i was like huh that's that's a very that's what's a good question right there Mm -hmm. and then we have type four uh which is our sentient objects uh like we've we've covered all four sections of the of the what is it called the the punit square punit 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 square square. punit yeah yeah. Not the punitive square. <laughs> no, no. Where in one axis we have uh, object versus like deceased holes, and yep. on the other we have sentient versus not. Yeah, but I mean, with lifeless, Vasher uh, is not necessarily getting it right. And uh, mm-hmm. obviously, Nightblood is special. I don't think Vivenna's v- sword, as we've talked about, is not as OP as Nightblood, but is presumably yeah. one of these type fours. I, yeah, I think more of the difference between. Type one and type two is like type one, like you're it's a returned our cognitive shadows, you're like stapling the soul back into the body. Right, yes. Whereas type two, you're creating a facsimile, you're basically creating a new soul. Yeah. Wait, two or four? Are we talking about lifeless or we're talking about nightblood? I'm talking about lifeless. Yeah, yeah. Oh sorry, we just jumped quickly. Yeah, we did. did. That's okay. Uh, It's because I compared the two. Mm, Uh, But yeah, you're, you're, you're totally right. It's not the, the same soul, whereas Return have the same soul, just like boosted by endowment, right? But if you are made into a lifeless with your own breath, it's slightly better than if you use a different breath. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yep. So, and yeah. I, I imagine connection plays into all of this. Oh, sure. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is interesting how breath is very interchangeable, though. Like, obviously, it's better if you do that, but it's not necessary. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it, it doesn't hard code any parts of your spirit web. It's just junk DNA, basically. Maybe it has so your it, identity. But it, it would have your identity. Well, actually, about identity, it, the whole awakening an object and only you can take uh, the breath back is 100% exactly yep. the same as that, for sure. It, mm-hmm. Basically, it gets attuned to your identity while you hold it. And so, like, if another person, you were to give it to someone else, like, 
it would attune to their identity, but an object's the, identity wouldn't override yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, right, the, right. The act, the act of giving your breath away with, with that special command probably like also does the identity transfer. Yeah, I think so. Probably. Yeah, I don't think that's like a time thing. My life to yours, my breath become yours. That's like a pretty specific... That's that's a good point. If you think about what the command means, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, the identity is... The identity field is being recoded, as we've discussed, of course, before. (laughs) Oh god, the identity field. The identity field. Sometimes I remember the identity field, and I just get giddy. I love it. I love it. I love it. What episode was that? Was it the spiritual mumbo jumbo? I think that was probably, spiritual mumbo jumbo. Probably that that had lots of good stuff in that one. Quality episode. If you like, if you like the stuff, go listen to that episode again. I mean, I I think this is very cool to cast old magic systems with what we're doing now. It's like, oh right, the ferrochemy storing things in objects exactly the same, which does have an interesting thing about like if you were an awakener that had an unsealed metal mind. Well, like, the to, ability to like dampen your own identity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could also, oh, you think you might awake, you might awaken something and then anyone because, could take it. Yeah. Hm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's kind or of cool. even just storing it, storing breath. You can have the weird, like the rarest, most expensive game of like tag. Where well, a bunch of ferrochemist awakeners awaken thing and like that thing has to run to the next one and then the the second person th- retrieves the breath and like sends another object to the third one and well i mean it could just be as simple as you have a bank and you're storing tons of breath into a single object and then you can have different employees grab it and or something i don't know mm-hmm. like you could do that with unsealed metal mines in this context right mm-hmm. yeah and it's like then because like when you die your breath goes poof and is lost forever you could donate it to the breath bank yeah Yeah. or you could just like store your breath in a bank and if you die your dissidents could still get your breath yeah yeah Mm -hmm. right yeah that's that's really good having to give it to them yeah because if you store an object and you're dead then you're kind of (laughs) screwed Yeah, you have to do that. You have to prep that ahead of time. <laughs> Let's so that, those are those are kind of the basics, you know, just solid like an hour into this, you know, basics. <laughs> but but I think it's cool to go back and talk about these spiritual aspects about these things. So awakening is an a neutral system, magic system. So you don't lose the breath in the process mm-hmm. of awakening. And you can't awaken aluminum, which is not surprising at all. But yeah. Yeah. So basically the investiture is coming from the user to like facilitate the magic. But like is the it- actual like kinetic energy to like for that um little straw thing to run around isn't coming from the breath. Yeah, right. It's not. That's yeah. coming from endowment. Yeah, it has to be you- coming from endowment. Yeah, right. Right, because the the breath isn't used mm-hmm. in the process, and, yeah. and like with Furukami, like the actual like mechanics that allow you to transfer attributes into investiture and back is facilitated by preservation and ruin. Right, it's but the investiture that is functionally used comes from the user. 
from the I, I think end positivity and neutrality and negativity uh, mm. need to be thought in the context of the invested artist of the yeah. magic yeah. user right. of the yeah. person performing the thing yeah and so in awakening breath goes in breath comes out there is no loss or gain in mm. that breath even though actual work has been done mm. therefore yeah. and neutral Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and the color was expended because reasons, right? Like, yeah. and mm-hmm. oh, here, Alun can I read doesn't get awakened because it's the dead material with no stone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, can can I read a quick wob about the whole breath thing and like that? Mm-hmm. Applies it applies to let's, the end neutral thing. Let's do it. Let's uh, do it. Yeah, this is an older one, so it's paraphrased. But why is breath not consumed in awakening? Unlike most all other use of investiture, not all investitures are used up. Much like energy, it isn't typically created or destroyed just changes with breath and what it's used for it is just more easily and readily recovered than in other forms so it just doesn't really go away yeah there's there's another wob how like the power of endowment is is just going to stick like it's it's very sticky uh Mm -hmm. but you can also give it away whereas like stormlight it wants to be used right Mm -hmm. so it's not sticky humans with breath you know it, it doesn't decay out, whereas Kaladin, obviously, it drains quickly, right? Yeah. Um, which, which, like, Stormlight was built in to be part of the entire ecosystem. Has of, to be used frequently. Of the world, yeah. So it's, it's meant to be cycled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A storm doesn't want to be contained. <laughs> no, no, it, 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 it doesn't. Whereas Endowment wants the, the power to be given. Here's... Another really interesting word of Brandon that, like, is actually really crazy. Is there any other magic types on the Warbreaker world? Brandon, there are different manipulations and manifestations of breath. Okay. Brandon, they're going to be much closer than, like, the Celest magic systems and things like that. So the deviation is much smaller, but it does manifest in slightly different ways, kind of a thing. Have we seen any? Oh, Rafa. It's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's, that's really interesting, right? Like, there is that one country where returned are like vampires. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cultural. Yeah. We don't know that. <laughs> We don't definitively know that, probably. Huh. Yeah. All we know is that there's a country where returns are like vampires. Yeah, I, I kind of could see like almost like the awakening style vary from country to country. And there mm-hmm. could be countries that are like, oh, we're all about lifeless or countries that are really good at kind of getting all you can out of like the type three entities and like the more <sighs> like the less interesting, the less concrete yeah. awakenings. But I wonder I wonder if there is like, if if you have maybe like briefer awakenings somewhere. So like the same the same idea as type three, but like you you give a little bit of breath to something. So like you don't fully awaken it, mm-hmm. and it's it's quote unquote alive. It's it's awakened for only a brief period of time, and just like goes and does a task, and and the breath dissipates or whatever, or the thing just powers down. Yeah, I wonder how much of that is a different invested art or just different applications of Awakening. Like, that is mm-hmm. probably a philosophical thing that mm-hmm. probably people in the world would argue about. Because it's still apparently using breath, right? 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, and it's much closer because like the Selish systems are obviously different magic systems. Like you're yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna mistake an Elantrian for mm-hmm. a blood sealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Brennan has also said that technically that's all one system. Yeah, it, yeah, in the sense that you are using symbols that mimic the landscape to yeah to mm-hmm. perform an effect. Um, and so on Nalthus, it has to be much less dramatic mm-hmm. than that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For I sure. feel like like color will always be drained. You will be give, you'll be using command. You're going to be using breath. You know what I mean? Like those principles probably hold no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I want to say yeah. From an outside perspective, it's like it might be hard for some people to like actually pick out those differences. Mm-hmm. I think if you're from like a Nolthian Awakener, it's like, oh yeah, like we're totally doing different things. But like a Rosharn is going to be like, you're literally doing the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. And we kind of had like a weird case where you know we don't know very much what the other countries on we really don't like, even no. like like less than Cell even. And so yeah. we see the country where they don't do Awakening, and we see the country where they do, they do all the Awakening. So yeah. There's got there's room in there for a lot of for people to take it to some different places. I wonder if there's a if there's a place on Nalthus where because like awakening in in Tetelir, in Helandrin is very like individualistic. Like you are a person and you are doing awakening on mm. an object or multiple objects. And so I wonder if there's like um, a multi multi user awakening somewhere out there where people like get together, they they pull their breaths together and and like form something really interesting, like dramatically different from uh from what the the Holandian people can do. So that would Voltron. be cool. Yeah, like sure. yeah. like you, you have a, a different command that like this piece does does this specific function then mm-hmm. or, or maybe like, the fact that it's multiple people like if they're all visualizing the same command maybe that gives the creation uh like a, a greater understanding of the variety or maybe it's easier when like 50 people are going fetch keys and like they all have slightly different ideas of what fetch keys means but like the core of it Kind of the the common denominator of all of these intentions sticks to the awakened object, and it has it, it's much easier because you don't need everyone to have like a super clear idea, mm-hmm. or maybe you can have a much more advanced command that like mm-hmm. fifty people are putting together. I feel yeah. like this is vague because Brandon hasn't dealt with the details, but it's like yeah, there's well, probably other things. Mm-hmm. Well, it's possible. It's like, <laughs> so I've got any like I. I think that's really cool, and I think that is to- a total possibility. But I also think it's a total possibility that, like, because there would be those slight variations, that it would just fail. Sure, but, yeah. Like, I want it to be true because that that is yeah. Kind of, that is- I, I, I there are so many places on Nalthus. It's like Tedradel, right? Right, David. Yep. Pan Unity. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Zaka. Uh, you well, know. Pan Unity is Hydris. Yeah. <laughs> Cuth, yeah. Well, we'll de- we'll see those. We will definitely see those. Or Huth and Kuth, depending on who you ask. I say Huth and Kuth. <laughs> it sounds better than Huth and Kuth. I say Huth and Kuth. Oh, just, you're the get worst. Out. Get out. <laughs> uh, I wanted to mention the Tears of Edgley because we should probably mention that Edgley. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I don't know. 
Edgley. Edgley. I think I think Brandon says Edgley, and so I've been I've been training myself to say that. Ah, oh, good. That's what too, I say. It's too late. It's been two thousand nine. Like, eh. <laughs> I always say Ed, Edgley, uh, but people Edgley. made fun of me on this show. I think for that. Uh, yeah, I I started off as an Edgley type of guy, and then I like somebody said Edgley, and I was like, hey, that that sounds better. And now I'm I'm going back to camp Edgley. Edgley. Uh, but the they only exist in Hallandren. Yes. And that's because the perpendicularity's there. Something it's leaking. The perpendicularity is leaking. It's leaking. Yeah, it's a it's a similar situation to Atium, right? Where with the pits sort of. Yeah. I would probably. say sort of. It's like invest, the, the towers a little bit in into physical. Yeah, the the tears like require that investiture juice in the soil. So like even if like you take like seeds and you plant them in soil elsewhere, they're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 But you don't need the dyes made from the tears to awaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're just much more potent for yeah. awakening. Well, it's like they're just make vibrant colors right so i don't know if it's just that that's true yeah it does i don't think we can definitively say either way i don't think granin has indicated that there is anything more beneficial to the tears than just the color Mm -hmm. sure i'm just saying it is it is reasonable to think either way it's not yes there's probably weird crap you can do with the tears if you have them, but like mm-hmm. specifically, I don't know. Yeah. God it, things it are is, weird. Yeah, well, it's weird too because it is kind of like it connects back to like a thing that Brandon doesn't talk about much where like the things that get consumed in magic systems in theory are returning. Like he's kind of mentioned in Wobs that metals come back to Scadriel in some right. way that he's not willing to talk he's about. He's waffled on that a lot. <laughs> I don't the, like these are like decade-old wobs. Too. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's it's like, true. It's real. Been, it's been something since 2011. So, yeah. who knows? But He's like uh, gone back and forth a couple times on the metals. Yeah. But I do, I do wonder uh, I do wonder if there are like other non-awakening things you can do with the tears that are interesting. Oh, absolutely. I would, I would assume so. Uh, well, you can have an because... interesting cup of tea with it. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, that is, that is true. Um, I, like, because that touches on whether the actual flowers are invested in any way mm. or not. Like, yeah, is it... they are. Well, if they are, then I don't understand why you think it's just the purely physical nature of the dyes that's what i'm saying (laughs) is there is no indication that that investiture applies a benefit to awakening by default pedanticast welcome to the show ian (laughs) 100 percent, these flowers are invested it's like they require investiture to exist yeah i don't think that like obviously there's investiture involved with them no, 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 no! I, I, I get where you're coming from. I'm just, I'm just astounded that <laughs> you don't think that this investiture plays a role in, in the, the efficiency when using these dyes. I like, think it's a possibility. I, but there is no <laughs> hard and fast. No, no, there isn't. 
but I'm just astounded it's not the yeah. for you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. This is this, this is some high this is high quality stuff right here. Like from what we understand, like awakening requires breath, command, and color. Like the flowers are invested. Okay, I'm glad we agree on that. Objects that are dyed with dyes created from them. It's just like you're like a couple steps removed that I was like, I don't know if there's actually an effect here. But invested flower means invested dye. Means invested object? I'm like, that's just like a few steps. Like, I'm not... (sighs) Comfortable making these assumptions. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Noted. This this is half shards all over again. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, And circling back to something we touched on earlier, we've got a wob from Toronto's that is paraphrased that says, if a person were tapping connection, would their language for awakening change? And Brandon said, if the connection is strong enough, then yes. Otherwise, no. Interesting. I think that's cool. I, I think interesting is about as much as I can say about this. I mean, it, it, it's interesting to see the how those connections go. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I think it's because in Dalinar's visions, the language he is speaking is di- fundamentally different. Like yes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think in that case, like his awakening would be the new language outside of the visions when he's just doing like the touchy thing and taking a language that would not change it to an extent. Oh, I disagree. Mm. I think Dalnar, what Dalnar is doing in the vision is identical to what he's doing in real life. And that's how he learned to do it. Like, that's, I, like, the I, whole I think what's going on in the vision is a much more powerful effect. Oh, okay. Cause like with like outside with the touchy thing, like he knows he's speaking a different language. I mean, he knows because people because are now because because he now understands people that he didn't understand previously. Yeah, like but he could not know. It, it's, yeah, it's not but, like the language feels different in his mouth. Like to his own ears, he's still speaking Alethi. The only reason he knows it's not Alethi is because the the Azir are responding to him. But mm-hmm. like he can switch. Like it's not like automatic because like in the visions i don't think he could speak alethi he is can only speak whatever oh, ancient language i speaking. don't know i'm not i'm not really interested in going down this path any further but <laughs> that's true me either uh, yeah. we, uh, the, this this sounds like a a, a a long tangent uh but i do <laughs> want to get to an important tangent let's do it that there's some weirdness with awakening that we haven't talked about. Okay. Like there's there's the color stuff. We could maybe talk about that a little more. But there's one scene of a very different sort of command. There is a scene where Vasher and Vivenna save one of a priest's daughter. And let's read what this what this sounds like and uh, they pass from shanties to tenements to decent homes on tree-lined streets with burning lanterns. As they reach the mansions, Fasher paused on the street, setting the girl down. Child, he said, I'm going to say some words to you. I want you to repeat them. Repeat them and mean them. The girl regarded him absently, nodding slightly. He glanced at Vivenna, 
back away. She opened her mouth to object, but she thought better of it. She stepped back out of earshot. Fortunately, Vasher was near a lit street lamp so she could see him well. He spoke to the little girl, and she spoke back to him. After opening the cage, Vivenna had taken the breath back from the thread. She hadn't stowed it somewhere else. And with the extra awareness she had, she thought she saw something. The girl's biochromatic aura, the normal one that all people had, flickered just slightly. It was faint, yet with the first tightening, Vivenna could have sworn she saw it. And basically what that the girl does not remember the trauma that happened there. Mm-hmm. And Vasher later says to Denth, I know the commands that will make you forget about what you did. And Denth refuses them. Because he's like, no, I, I, I can't do that. Which is, this is super different than everything we talked about of what Awakening does. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. earlier when we were talking about different applications or <laughs> manifestations of Awakening, yeah. this, this is actually what I was thinking. I just didn't want to spoil mm-hmm. the fact that we were going to talk right, about this. Right, that's true. This feels like non-Halangian Awakening to me. You're using mm-hmm. breath to do totally yeah. different effects. Yeah. That Halandran are yeah. calling awakening, but like you could probably argue is not formal awakening. I yeah, I I I seriously wonder whether this is a different magic system. Magic system's a weird word, but like you're not doing this to objects. So like I I definitely see what you're saying. Like yeah. you're using breath well, totally and, differently. And he's also not doing it himself. Like it is the it is the girl who is performing this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which probably has something to do with, like, you know, the general inability of people to mess with other people's stuff. You know what I probably, mean? Probably. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, that and seems so, correct. like, the command, whatever the command or commands are, probably has something to do with, like, overriding either part of your spiritual or cognitive so that these memories are either inaccessible or overwritten or erased or something wonder, to that effect. I wonder how similar it is to what the Night Watcher did to Dalinar. Because they came oh, back. So they weren't gone. <laughs> Technically, I would probably... say nothing like because the Night Watcher didn't do anything to Dalinar. win. <laughs> 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 Pedantic ass. <laughs> Got him. Yeah, wow. only, like, it's kind of important that we only, spent, yeah, 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 we yeah. only spent eight years being told that the Night Watcher did it to <laughs> Dalinar. My apologies. <laughs> um, hard to maybe? say. I mean, Vasher, when telling it to Denth at the end, Vasher was pretty sure it'd be permanent, but like, how would he know? Yeah, well, I'm just trying to think, get out more like, is this like putting a memory in a copper mind and it's just inaccessible, or is it like, make is it like in there but unreachable you know like those are the kind of the two various paradigms we've seen for memory loss in the cosmere yeah i think it could easily be either one totally Mm -hmm. a like and there could be potential for both within this spectrum of effects yeah depending on what command you use it's so interesting you're using your own breath to Mm -hmm. say a command that presumably 
you don't need to visualize particularly well. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, Vasher just is like, wow. repeat these words. You you have to intend them, capital I intent there, right? You do mm-hmm. have to mean them. But, mm-hmm. like, the visualization component might be less pronounced. And you're doing it to yourself. And that's so, very different. Thinking about allomancy, right? There's external effects and internal effects. So, like, all the awakening that we just were talking about are all, like, external awakening. And maybe mm. this is some sort of, like, internal awakening sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So, on okay. that note, I was going to say, this is different from most, most of the awakening we've seen because yeah. you are doing something to yourself. Right. And so, the visualization component of the mental command doesn't maybe have to be as powerful because you are like, you, you don't need to explain to your, like you don't need to imprint a vision of right. the thing you want to happen to yourself because you are already yeah, yourself. That's true. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, if we're like saying and, that we're implanting a cognitive aspect to an object, right? Like you're doing it to yourself, so that doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what it feels a little bit similar to me is kind of the the most basic command, the one that transfers breath, which is also in its core internal command. Transferring your breath. Yours. Yeah. 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 It is it is it is in fact something that the other person has no control over. That's true. Yeah. The that has always been kind of like the odd duck in the commands is the is, is the transferring so one. Yeah, and, it, and it, so I, I wonder if it's, it's like fundamental in this way. Yeah, but this this is crazy. Like you you use it, but your breath isn't expended; it's flickering. So like maybe it's changing the effect, the the strength of that breath, right? So presumably that mm-hmm. breath that that girl had is now weaker. I guess it doesn't necessarily say that. It says it flickers. It doesn't say it dims. Yeah, it just flickered just slightly. Okay. Yeah. So it's like that could be part of it, or it could be like that breath went away for like a fraction of a second to do whatever it needed to do, and then it was and came back. back. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. That's how I was reading it as well. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or not even went away, but like weakened, like like pulsed a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, I, but I guess flickering like a lamp is probably, or a, or a light bulb is probably closer to to the intent here. Mm-hmm. I I guess it. But then it's like immediate follow up to that part is kind of her thinking. But I thought you couldn't cut up a breath. So at least like her like reaction to what she saw was something was just done with a fraction of a breath, not the breath got lighter mm-hmm. and then came back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it. it she could be wrong because Vivenna yeah. is not an expert, but mm-hmm. yeah. But also, Brandon is putting that there, and it's a one-off type of thing. So, like, mm-hmm. it feels weird to misdirect. It feels weird that there would career. be a strength of breath thing, and like that—that that feels like. I imagine it must be slightly weaker, and maybe it could like, mm-hmm. like get stronger again with time. Like, I, I think that's totally reasonable, but we don't—we don't really know yeah. how the strength yeah. of breath, other yeah, than the I, usual use of awakening, really works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think if it if it just got weaker, like using a fraction of a breath, like flicker isn't the word I would use to describe it will dim describe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I just thought it was interesting how Vasher was like 
I want you to walk away, Vivenna. Like he was like, I don't want you to hear what I'm going to tell her. Like he was really all about like not giving Vivenna any insight into this command or, and he's kind of seen her start to play around with things on her own after having watched him. So it's, I feel like this is either he thinks she's going to like wipe her own memory by accident or he's like, I don't want you messing around with this stuff. It's probably a dangerous thing to experiment with, which actually is very interesting. Like, Fasher, what did you do to experiment with this? You know? Mm. Oh, yeah. Did he remove his own memory after he remembered who he was? That's, you know, that's actually an interesting idea that you do forget who you were. But yeah, actually, as a return, that's actually a lot like the cultivation memories going away. But like Light Song did remember it at the end, right? So mm-hmm. it is kind of like that. Well, mm, at the very end, was it after he gave his breath or was it just before? It was just, just before. before. He remembered everything, including his conversation with endowment mm-hmm. at, at, with her asking him mm-hmm. if he wanted to return. Okay. Oh, this is spicy. Spicy. I knew this would be so good. Which, what kind of metal is copper in ferrochemy? It's a memory. Cognitive. Cognitive? Yeah, cognitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Type, yeah. Cognitive. What else do you want to know about the chart? Do I want to bring it over? (laughs) (laughs) I got it over there. It's not, it's not mounted. It's just, it's just to the side of the alimenti. Alimantic table. I, I've, no, I've no, never no, put up the tables properly in this new place, but well, you got to put the phone tiles up. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to think like if we if we try to draw a parallel between what Vasher does, or really the, the little girl does, and uh, ferrochemical copper. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see if we can determine what the command could be at least on a very high level, because. It obviously we are like reaching here, but if if copper is a cognitive metal, which it obviously is, mm-hmm. then the command is probably not about modifying identity. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It does which, seem which like is which is I thought I had, and sure. so it's probably a cognitive-ish, like Fact. something that does something to your cognitive aspect, not to your spiritual aspect necessarily. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I I feel like if you're messing with spiritual aspect stuff, then the chance for damage is much higher, <laughs> right? Yeah, but like, yeah, I guess I, I'm I'm on this in like internal awakening thing where you could maybe you could even like awaken your own body to do like a physical effect why would it need to be a cognitive effect i don't know how that would work i don't know what that would involve basically make it like you're holding stormlight because that like that no, does no. boost strength or do you do you think just like the way the returned change shape um no i was I no, I was thinking like you could use it to have like your hands to grip much better or something in particular, Wait. like an actual sort of like you're changing oh, your actual physical self somehow. Okay. Idea. Know. Idea. What about how if it ties into how the Idrian royal family can change their appearance and how they stoke the fragment of the divine breath inside oh, them. Yeah, to yeah that's, that's, that's true. We haven't like even talked that. about that dimension. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. But like that could be some sort of physical, like they're manipulating their own breath to do some sort of physical change. Yeah, that's true. That, 
It's a good point. Yeah. But that is because they are descendants of a returned, isn't it? The first. Yeah, but like I'm just saying, like it, like if we're looking at a paradigm for what I'm using paradigm a lot, but like what these powers could look like. Sure. That's that's like a physical change we see that someone can do by manipulating Mm -hmm. their own wrath. And that might tie into like how they don't require like like a vocal component, like Mm -hmm. because they are descended from. Oh, that's an interesting. Like it's more like instinctual. Mm, which true. like and isn't really a thing in the cosmere very often so instinctual stuff well like no just because like you're it's in your blood i, I don't know oh oh that's sort of, yeah right 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 that's kind of divide instinctual stuff definitely 100 yeah, yeah, yeah. percent in the cosmere but yeah they definitely do get benefits from like i think pavana is better at she has like a She's better at intuiting commands because of her little fragment of a divine breath Basher says at one point. And she, like, maybe not to the extent, but like, similarly to the returned, has changed shape. She looks like an Alethi woman on Rashar. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so she's clearly done things. The um, Idrian royal family, their breaths aren't like noticeably different from other breaths. There's no like, indication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like series is strong. So like, who yes. knows if that like maybe that has something that could be something. But yes, but it's it's not unusually strong. It's just like right. you are strong within the normal bounds of having a breath. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So the assumption we're operating on is, or that I've been operating on rather, is that a divine breath is just a really really big breath. Yeah. So at that point. Would being descended from a returned actually make a difference? If your breath is still the same size as within normal bounds as everybody else's breath, but your breath is still different. It's got to be qualitatively somehow. So like there has to be something different about divine breaths. Well, and it's and it's super weird also because it's only people who actually inherit who get it. Like there's, there's other Cosmere mumbo jumbo yeah, with that, that, that is right? Like, well, yeah. And divine breaths so, can't be used like regular breaths generally too, you know, yeah, like they can't be say, given away in the d- same divine way. Divine breath is, is definitely qualitatively different because mm-hmm. you can use it to heal. Yeah. Well, could you figure out how to heal with awakening well that is a more external use so that wouldn't be using it on yourself but like i think that's possible i i suppose what i was thinking is these the effect with the royal locks and stuff and any other physical manipulations that's like a regular breath but could you use more breath to change your body more extreme like i i think that could be possible rather than just like a single breath i think that's totally possible I don't know what it would look like. I was just raising the possibility that there's mm-hmm. some awakening-like thing that you could do to yourself to have more mm-hmm. extreme differences. With yeah, like short of like Aeondor, which is the most OP of all magic systems, awakening, I think, is the most... The awakening we have discovered in this podcast <laughs> has the most like implications for like manipulating your spirit web <laughs> it's almost like self-hemalurgy almost yeah it's like you're you're manipulating your own, you could in theoretically manipulate your own spirit web or something 
mm-hmm. I was thinking of it as closer to stamping, soul stamping, soul forging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a fine yeah. metaphor as well. Sure. Yeah, but like, th- it's really interesting. Vivenna looking like an Alephi. I I could definitely imagine that with her in particular having the royal locks and then maybe a bunch of more breath, she could figure something out that Vasher couldn't because she has the lo- royal locks, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe, but, but I, Denth would maybe know about that because he had I the guess, royal locks. True. But like, true, but like they didn't, they were returned though. So like all their like investigations that they discovered were, were them acting as returns. Like they didn't have a chance to be a regular person and learn how to manipulate their form. That's true. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have wondered in the past how much of a difference there is between a returned who is an awakener and a normal person who hmm. is one. Like whether there are things that are completely out of the realm of possibility for, uh, for one of one of these people, but not the other, right? Because mm-hmm. um, obviously we've thought about the changing of appearance as kind of a return thing because, well, Vasher does it, and he kind of says that hey, this is a thing that return to do, or at least mm-hmm. implies that it's a thing that they do. But now that we've seen Vivenna. Who is admittedly he has the she has the royal locks and and is descended from a return so maybe that still plays a plays a factor there but it could be that it's just breath and like some things are easier for for one group than the other but they're mm-hmm. all doable because because like yeah. we haven't really seen I mean obviously awakening is very unique among the magic systems that we've seen because like. Allomancy and ferrochemy and hemal- well, hemallergy is weird on its own yep. way, but uh, surge binding, they're all very like discrete magic systems when it comes to the effects that they can do. Like, one, you have to become a magic user, and then two, you have this set of abilities, and what you can do is entirely determined by the abilities that you're given and how much you practice and things like that. But with Awakening, with everyone being a potential awake well being mm-hmm. an awakener really is just that mm-hmm. you can't do much with a single breath maybe the rules are different there and like who knows it's very open-ended this this is making me very excited for i know like we'll only get a nightblood thing but it's like oh my god there's so much depth to the, what, what you could do here yeah. but clearly mm-hmm. the scene about the memory thing that's a seed for the future. That's like, it's not relevant for this book, really. But no. like, it's something that Brandon wants to do that is sequel bait or something. And really, yeah. Stormlight it, is it, all a sequel for this. But yeah, it, it ties into like, what, during Vasher's conversation with Vivenna, it's like, there's so much we don't know. And then later on, it's just like, there's this weird thing that doesn't make sense with what he told us. Mm. but obviously it's a thing yeah yeah it's very well done like it's it's a nice little seed to get everybody going like what and then mm-hmm. yeah and because it's so small it's like it it can be easy to forget about yes this ironically uh, honestly yeah this is honestly <laughs> the whole reason i wanted to do this podcast is like hey remember that super freaking weird thing like we got to talk about awakening and mostly this but we we did need groundwork to talk about how weird this was and i'm so glad we had this uh word of brandon 
uh, about different manifestations. Because it's like, look, you clearly, if you know the right command, you don't need extra breath to do some stuff with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you know the right thing. But it's probably just super hard if you just have a single breath to figure those commands out. Whereas, you know, when you're upper in the heightenings, then you'll be able to figure that out a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what else is really weird? What's that? The fact that the Idrian royal family, their their hair, the royal locks, mm-hmm. change appearance kind of instinctively, instinctually based on the emotion yep. that the person is feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is not mental command no, kind of thing. No. Although Siri can although they they can override that emotion with like will yeah that also reminded me as we were talking about the returned how like they how they see themselves is how their physical appearance looks right Mm -hmm. and so that that has like some realmatic implications yeah well the cultural standards of beauty even too they mentioned which is right yeah yeah man this is great i I love the warbreaker world like this is we got just a taste it's just like oh Give us more. Yeah. But like as of open-ended magic systems, though, like Awakening has a lot. But as you were saying that, the other open-ended magic world is Cell, right? Like there's tons mm-hmm. of crap that we you can do in Cell, but uh, it takes a lot more study, right? But like, yeah, theoretically, you could do anything, right? With enough yeah, power. Or most overpowered magic system when you're in Alangus. When you're and in Alangus. <laughs> and, and prepared. Yes. Give me, give me time to read before our encounter, and then I will kick your butt <laughs> and prepare the just the right aeon. So, this is relevant to our conversation. Questioner, with Awakening, given that you know the correct command word, could you potentially give anything to the other person using Awakening? Brandon, using Awakening, it has to be related to the fundamental aspects of investiture bystander which are how would we find out what those are brandon how would you find out what those are spend time researching the cosmere uh and and stuff but the fundamental aspects of investiture is interesting there Mm -hmm. so my perception is basically anything you can store with furukami or steel with hemallergy would be fundamental aspects of investiture yeah there might be more out there, but sure. those yeah. are pretty safe. Like, and manipulating mental things, yeah. Like, you could mm-hmm. manipulate spiritual astri- attributes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's totally That's kind of where my head goes. It's like, you know, I, fortune, identity, like that kind of stuff is like the very overt mm-hmm. fundamental aspects of investiture. And but that- like memory and like mm-hmm. warmth, I guess. Yeah, you know, Hy- fundamental. Hypothetically. But like... I think it, those would be harder. Like that cognitive warmth. It, it's yeah. interesting though. Like you could awaken another human who's still alive. Oh, awaken air quotes, right? Not formal awakening, but like using breath to d- have an effect on a living person, maybe. Uh, but it is weird because then you get identity issues, right? And mm. like breath interfe- uh, investiture and interfering with other investiture. So. It definitely feels like what Vasher's doing with the girl, she's mm-hmm. using her 
own breath to have an effect is a lot easier. I mean, maybe if you have like a ridiculous amount of heightenings, you can overpower it, just like the Lord Ruler can overpower pushing on metals in a person, right? But Or there could be specific commands that are designed to circumvent that. Well, that's terrifying. That's that's a, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point. There could be a command for literally whatever Brandon wants there to be in the story. Your breath to mine. Your life become mine. Sucks to be you. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the corrupted endowment version, you know, for the unmade sure. uh, when they go to Nephus, obviously. Easy. <laughs> when Odium cuts there. Goodness. Oh my god. We're at 153. Um, yeah, we don't have to like hit the color stuff. Like I just kind of threw in a bunch of like things we could go off on a tangent on. Like, so like we we kind of have talked about the color weirdness. Uh, yeah. like I, yeah. I don't know how much that's just going to involve us spinning in a circle anyway, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. What else do you guys want to talk about, if anything? The, the, the memory thing is a weird other dimension. Guys, we've done plenty of episodes on Nightblood. You can go look those. We're, 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 we're just going to yeah. gloss over all that right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, not very related to this, but when Graphic Audio was doing an adaptation of Warbreaker... Uh, there was a at least one place where there was a difference with the published book, and that was in the command that Vasher used to awaken the rope that he uses a lot, the one that's uh, I think on his belt, and and the command he uses is my breath to give for life to live. Uh, and so somebody asked whether this was canon because this is now different, uh, and whether Vasher needs to like be careful with his commands when he awakens so he doesn't accidentally give his divine breath to an object. Uh, and Brandon makes some noncommittal noises and eventually says that he thinks this would be canon. Yeah, but it's not in the regular book. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so I guess give it he's putting stuff like all of his, all of his non-divine breath into the rope so he would just look like a normal human yeah he's suppressing the divine breath i think that's what it is right yeah i think that's what it is he's he's going incognito because it's not like normal awakening like obviously like he can awaken regular things but it's just he's not using the my life here is my breath become yours and then just like zoop all of the you know the breath going into that and then he's dead right yeah yeah bad news for basher dead at the end of the week well wait but but he does that to Denth. He gives breath away to Denth at the end, but he's not. Yeah, presumably he he was the regular with his regular command. I don't know. Yeah, he totally does. It's not a different command. No, I'm not like disagreeing with you. I'm just saying I don't know about that. Yeah, but like, (laughs) Like, why would that be different than putting it into the rope? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's not. I'm gonna I'm gonna discount the graphic audio thing. I'm gonna discount the graphic audio thing as well because Vasher very clearly gives all of his breath except his divine breath to Denth at the end of Warbreaker. So it's it's probably just like a um, visualization, mental like intent type of thing, where when you are giving uh, your breath away, you just have to be mindful of not to give your or to give your divine breath. Yeah, and Brandon does say that like he need to check with Isaac and Peter on that, mm, and that like yeah. it's entirely possible that it could be canon, but like it's not definitive yet. I don't believe we have any have had any follow up. No, no, no. 
that would so have... let's 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 stick to the written word. Yeah, which we always do exclusively. Yeah, I can't wait oh, for yeah. audio originals, guys. Oh, <laughs> They're not. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but it'll just be a lot harder to find specific things. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that, that, yeah. That's more what I'm complaining about. Like my my own personal issue, listening to audiobooks aside, it will just be harder for us to find things that we want to to look at. They'll have to yeah, do ebooks of it, though. You know, Brighton's usually good about accessibility. You know what I mean? Like people, there are people who won't be able to listen to an audio only story. Yeah, but they will probably come later. Yes, they will probably come later. Well, but like I mean, like I know that the White Sand graphic audio edition came into existence because Brandon realized that a graphic novel is not a friendly medium for everybody. Uh, any final awakening thoughts? I know we could probably go like another hour, but uh, talking about other vague weirdness, uh, like with divine breaths and stuff. But I think we got a lot of the the core awakening here. I think it's yeah. worth mentioning that we haven't really gone into like the cultural. No, we didn't. This, this was a ma- and... this was a hardcore magic episode for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, just any other outstanding questions? I'm still interested in how Vasher has managed to apparently be one of the earlier people to figure out the whole location problem and leave Nalthus. Like, That's several, a good like point, relatively he's a, early because he's know? a cognitive shadow. Yeah, yeah, with a splinter well, that should. That could, in theory, anchor him. Yeah, but also he could be weird or, like, returned could be weird in that regard. Because yeah, I guess. With, with Kelsier, I can very much see the problem because he was, like, juiced up by the Well of Ascension directly. Well, but they were juiced up by Endowment directly. Yeah, yeah but like, Kelsier doesn't have his original body, right? Yeah, and the fused are stuck. And the heralds would appear to be bound to Rashar as well. You know, like other cognitive shadows that we see do have that problem. And so at the very least, it's either okay. notable that the return don't or that Vasher has figured out how to circumvent it. Yeah, true. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, fair. There's, there's a lot of details on specific biochromatic entities. It's like about the returned and the first returned and things like that. and The royal yeah. locks. There's a bunch of weird stuff here that we don't really know about. Yeah, the returned are kind of almost as big a separate topic as Nightblood is. Kinda. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We, yeah. Should, we should do one. I mean, we kind of talked about it in the Cognitive Shadows podcast, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because that is like, a good point. They're their own thing, because like, are they technically even awakening? Yeah, I, I would probably say that no, right? Like, that's yeah. totally different than the invested art, right? Like, if mm-hmm. we think about what mortals can do, like, only endowment could do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the return, it reminded me, there is a, there's a line in the text, and I don't remember if it was, I think it was Vivenna speaking with Vasher and saying that Austrism teaches that Austria commands the return to come back to life. Mm-hmm. So we know or at least it is heavily implied that the returned come back with a purpose. Yeah. Endowment, some people perish and endowment goes, no, I got stuff for you to do. Yeah. And if that person agrees, then they come back as returned. Mm-hmm. Right. And their memories get taken away and all that. There's a, there's a big parallel here between awakening, where awakeners are 
giving a command to an object or a deceased host to do something mm-hmm. and and Allstree doing the same or endowment doing the same thing to people who are about to return. Mm-hmm. I definitely I think that this is probably more of a cultural thing that they know the word command like mm-hmm. it's it's a nice parallel and I think it is a correct parallel but endowment's not doing like a formal command right like it's it's a different higher level thing that's much more subtle than like a simple command and it's like sure yeah, right it's an interesting way to look at it though mm-hmm. like to have the returned be a like awakened objects of a shard essentially you know yeah essentially like lifeless but but a a shard lifeless <laughs> yeah. yeah something it's- like that Maybe maybe there are parallels, like maybe there is a venue we can take this where we gain a better understanding on how the lifeless work if we think of them as a downscaled version of the returned. I think there's a fundamental difference there that has nothing to do with the shard. I, I agree oh. because it's the same it's the same body and the same oh. soul. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it's uh, an adju- it? same soul, but like <laughs> The shadow of the same soul. Okay. (laughs) Is the cognitive shadow a copy or not? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's the difference between a cognitive shadow and an artificial soul. I'm I'm not saying there is a there's a direct parallel that we can we can drive, but maybe there's a thematic one that gives us a better insight or at least a different way to think about the lifeless. Mm -hmm. That that may lead to something. Well, like fundamentally, I just don't think this is anything more than cultural, like comparisons like i don't think this is a command like i don't think endowment is giving them a compulsion to do anything she is giving them an opportunity which is much more like cultivation and dalinar it feels like yeah Yeah, it's it's really like a more philosophical thing than it is like they are compelled like vasher obviously wasn't compelled to do anything in particular because he still doesn't know why he returned but but uh interesting note on the lifeless that i want to bring up is that uh after the events of warbreaker jules who was in love with our who is the lifeless club yep uh was going to bring our corpse to ye steel the other five scot uh the fifth scholar if you will uh <laughs> And Jules hoped that Yeasteel, with his Master of Lifeless, could bring back some of Arsteel's personality and memories, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there is a lot of depth to Lifeless that we don't have. Yeah. Uh, but fundamentally, I don't think whatever Yeasteel is going to be able to do, like, that's not going to end up being a cognitive shadow of oh, Arsteel. I disagree. Because I think that we know something persists in the spiritual realm, and you could potentially, because Dalinar talked to Evie, and you could potentially pattern a weak cognitive shadow off of that spiritual remnant. Whoa. I, was, I think there is a... To talk, you know? Awake enough to have an emotion of forgiveness. I'm There's also a wob that. on Reddit about, like, Brandon was talking about something, and I asked about um how death works in the cosmere and he he talked about essentially like two two phases or two stages mm-hmm. of death one where first the physical body dies and then you're left with 
cognitive plus spiritual. And then the cognitive either dies or gets destroyed or gets sucked into the beyond. And then you're still left with like the spiritual corpse aspect. Yeah. Corpse. Yeah. Of, but of the mind person. is gone. Yes. Mind. But, but the mind, the, the mind is not the whole deal, right? Yeah. There's a it's, lot left there to work with. If you have the other two parts. Yeah. Identity. Yeah. It's, All your connections. Yes. I definitely think you could do something. I just don't think you can do a cognitive shadow once your mind has gone into the beyond. Okay. Fundamentally, that's not a cognitive shadow. I anymore. think all of these things with Nightblood, uh, the book Nightblood, uh, and all of these discoveries will be very cool given our much more expansive Cosmere knowledge. I think that all that stuff will be very interesting. It is almost upsetting that we're only getting one sequel to Warbreaker. Yeah. yeah after this podcast, I am kind of upset, actually. <laughs> it's like, what, what about on, like, at, at Zaka or Tetradil? I want all to know. these things in places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do Who's That Cosmere character? Character is from Roshar. Menace. Tien. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for Who's That Cosmere Character? Call. Welcome to Who's That Cosmere Character, the game show where you send five clues and a character to WTCC at 17shard.com. Uh, we will read the clues out loud, and these guys will need to guess Who's That Cosmere Character. Uh, and also, feel free to send in questions to WTCC at 17shard.com, and we'll eventually do like a Q&A segment at some point. So if you have questions, we'll do that sometime. All right. Clue one. I don't know. I don't run this. I, I always I don't have access to this email because usually Ben and Grace do this. So I, I have no idea. Clue one. This character wears a funny hat. Wait. Hmm? Parlin. No. Wayne. No. Parlin was good. That was a solid Parlin was like, good. Yeah, it. that was a solid guess. That was, like, that was, that was solid. Like, I could just see Ben going like, oh, Awakening Podcast. I'll make it themed, you know, or great. <laughs> you, that implies you think Ben remembers who Parlin is, which I think is very uh, optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> well, depending on what the later clues are, it could be. I true. will say the Grand Vizier Nura. No. Clue two. This character is a fugitive. <laughs> is it what? shy from the Emperor's soul? No. That was what I was thinking. Oh, thanks for guessing that. I was like, who run who's a fugitive at any point? <laughs> Does Kaladin ever wear a funny hat? No. That's not <laughs> Kaladin. <laughs> Kaladin would like stare a funny hat to death and it would like set on be set on fire or something so it would like form into a funny hat and like put it on his head and he would be like okay I hate he this. could have a funny hat on his head but he would not be wearing it <laughs> wearing it implies a choice true yeah <laughs> i don't know okay I, I, I don't agree with that usage of the word aware just just to mind the record no okay a fugitive who wears a funny hat right no it's not right okay. 
I don't have a name for this character, but I'll, okay. I'll give a description and we'll see if that's enough. Okay, I'm excited. Um, early in Edge Dancer, <laughs> okay. when Lyft goes to... Was it Yida? Yeah. Yes. Yida, yeah. Um, she encounters... She hides in uh, the the wagon of uh-huh. a merchant uh-huh. um i think grain merchant it's like stolen and, it yeah uh-huh. and and the guard thinks that the, the grain is stolen i'm guessing that merchant no okay <laughs> i was hoping we just go on like a, a long form retelling of edge dancer really quick <laughs> <laughs> let's recap so uh and now for the the real podcast where we talk about edge dancer welcome <laughs> Clue three. This character can change their appearance. Hoyt, spe- specifically in his guise as the Imperial Fool, because he is a fugitive from Shy. We don't know if he has a funny hat, though. It's not Hoyd. Fools have funny it- hats. Come on. <laughs> you, it's very silly. Assuming. Uh, it is not Shalon. Damn. Because um, her hat's kind of floppy. It's funny. Arklo. No. Clue four. This character has a lot of sisters. Oh, that should probably do it. Like, I bet there's that's pretty good. Is it Syl? It is Syl. Oh. And clue five was this character is not human. Clever. That was a good one. I was thinking of Syl and I was trying to fit her in the clues. Yeah, it's funny how the shades were. Yeah. And it's a future. We have to beat Ian on the second round because this can't be a shutout. Well, good luck (laughs) with that. Character number two. This character is dead. I I, I will qualify that is dead in the present time of the most recent story in whatever book we're referring to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dead is a a tricky concept. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Like, we would consider this character to be dead. Light song. No. Lynn Devar. No. Gavilar. No. Clue two. This character has killed many people. Oof. Ben. No. <laughs> that, that, that would that totally fits the clues. Yes, yeah. that's true. Death. No. How many return can we guess? <laughs> I mean, Maybe Shashara. She killed a lot of people. That's true. She, she had to. And she's dead. She's, she's dead. dead. Very dead. She's de- she died twice. That's as dead as you can get. <laughs> um, well, well, I mean, you, you technically, you can't be deader than a fused who's died many, many, many times. <laughs> true. And on that but note. They're still around. So Jezrian. <laughs> No, it's not Jessian. I like it, though. Mm. I'm not... Uh, clue three. This character is remembered. Well, I'm glad they... Well, they would have... If they're dead, someone would have to remember them in order for them to appear. <laughs> is, is it like a tricky, like, remembering use of... Like, remembering in the context of forgery? And you're like, oh, they're remembered. <laughs> I don't think D- so. Don't make that too weird. I'm going to say Silence Montaigne's grandmother. No, but I like that. Okay, dead. (laughs) So what do we have? Uh, Dead. 
What, what clue are we on? Is this two? Clue three. Three. What was the middle two one? was killed many people. Okay. Which does help. Yeah. I mean, if you you weren't killed. Yeah. Killed killed many people and it's themselves dead yes. and it's remembered. Yes. Okay. What about the Lord Ruler? Ooh, that's Russia. a good guess, but it is not the Lord Ruler. I like it. He got a lot of kills in. He, he did get many kills in. His kill streak very high. <laughs> hmm. Oh, I have a good one. I have a good guess. Ooh. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> Eerie. Uh, <laughs> is Nightblood dead? No. What is being alive? What is that? 80. No. Clue four. This character wielded a shard blade. Oh. <laughs> what, what was your guess that you would have Helleron. Helleron. It is not Helleron. I was going to guess the king of Silnasen that killed his oh, entire yeah, yeah, yeah. family. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It's obscure. That is very obscure. I think he's Blood come up remembered. before in this show, actually. Uh, Gavilar? Uh, I'm pretty sure Gavilar was already guessed, so no. Still. For this? For this? Yes. Yes. He was my first guess. Oh. So that was the last question. Yeah. No. I know, it's hard. Do they have to stay dead? Or it just has died? He's is dead. dead. It's dead. My, okay. my impression is that they are currently dead. Okay, I'm just like, Seth has fits the, that profile very strongly. In the yeah, original not, words of Radiance or the died. retconned words of Radiance? <laughs> There's a lot of dying involved. <laughs> was, was he dead dead? Or was he just like, sort of dead? Nearly oh, no. dead. In the version where they cut his head off with a shard blade, he died. <laughs> that got retconned. <laughs> Ian's like reaching deep into the memory banks right now. Stare at the oh, books. books. <laughs> shard blades. Shard. Who has shard blades? Not that many people. The Knights Radiant. Uh, the Heralds. There's still nine more Heralds to cast. It's true. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. I'm gonna I'm gonna help you out, Ian. Let me think of people. Have you guessed? Yes. I did, yeah. I guessed oh. like Immediately. Okay. I forgot As who you Evgeny guessed. guessed? Yes. Yeah. He guessed Gavilar. Oh, so, oh so it's just me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I only, just come up. Yes. I thought someone else was also no. waiting. No. No. Okay. I forgot what I guessed, so I can't help you out with that, but it was a good one. <laughs> what if you guessed it, You guessed Helleran. Yeah, yeah. That was a good guess. That was that a good was guess. Sidious? It is Toral not Sidious. It is not Toral Sidious. Whatever. That name is so hard to pronounce. Uh, clue five. This character is one of the main character's ancestors. The Sunmaker. It is the Sunmaker. David was slightly faster on the draw there. I would also agree that mm. Wendy was faster. Yes. I, I will look at the recording, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure... Uh, but uh, that that will be determined at a later date, and I will put text on who won. Okay. Oh, yeah. On, well, on it was screen. me, because it's easier to say Sunmaker than it is to say Sadiz. Now, I would like to point out that this person uh, wrote the answer as Sadiz the Sunmaker, which is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> and spelled no. Sadiz wrong. But, like, it, yeah. 
uh, this one was sent in by Alex. Oh, I didn't say who sent the other one in. Uh, th the last one was sent in by Parker Eggleston. Those were both really good. Those were. Yeah, good I thought those, those were really excellent. Who's that Cosmere characters? It wasn't like Roshar male. Like it was like oh, those, 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 those tricky and got it at the end. Solid. Who's that Cosmere characters? No complaints, except for Sadie's being excellent. spelled wrong. Whatever. But you know, it's hard to remember. I, you know, I mean, if you're going by spelling, I would. I should have won. But <laughs> no, that's <laughs> it was qualified correctly. But uh, let's let's all take a third of a point. No, no, we, uh, we can split a point. That's not, I'm okay with that. <laughs> as long as Ian doesn't get one. <laughs> I mean, if you split a point, I still win. So. That's true. Oh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's, you, you know, I, I remember reading Oathbringer and being incredibly excited that we got the name for the Sunmaker. Just so very yeah. excited. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. Uh, getting to know Awakening a little better and analyzing it with more of a Cosmere flavor. So you can do more of that on 17shard.com for all your news discussion and fun that you could ever want. You could uh, join our Discord. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud. Leave us a review on iTunes. You can support us on Patreon if you like. Uh, we hope you're all staying safe in these uh, crazy times. Uh, but uh, stay safe. Stay inside. Listen to, Just listen to all the old Shardcast episodes. It's a great call. Uh, there's yeah. <laughs> there's hundreds of hours for you to listen to. It's true. Over 100 yeah. episodes. Not even go if you go back to the old Deshard cast. Yeah. Go back and listen to Eric's read through of Elantris for the first three chapters. No, don't do that. Don't do that. That's that's <laughs> terrible. That's that's that, that was not good. We have much better microphone quality. And I also enjoy how all of these guys were like saying with more things being online with meetings, like I can hear the bad audio quality all the time. You're welcome, Shardcasters. <laughs> anyway, we will see you all next time. Bye. Peace. Cheerio. Ah.